Welcome to the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're gonna share the real secrets to success. Come on in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Working Women's Channel. I am your host, Clara Capano, and we are here to talk about all things success as it pertains to women in business. And I am being joined by the amazing Jennifer Sen. And Jennifer, it's so good to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we met just a, a few weeks ago when I was on your show, and I was just so blown away by all the work that you're doing. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my viewers, because I know you're going to have a lot of great tidbits for us and some you know really great items for us. But before we dive in, why don't you just briefly introduce yourself to the team? Yeah, so I'm Jennifer Sen, and I am a coach for parents of stillborn babies, I was a business uh, owner and coach for many years. And what I realized is that women in business who were oftentimes struggling had some sort of connection to their past of a past baby loss. And as we know, with women and motherhood, that that kind of loss really sticks with you and affects so many areas of your life. So that's... What I decided to focus on now. And what a beautiful thing, because again, you know, you can't, there's no words you can even put on something like that. Um, and to be able to, again, break, you know, create a support system to be able to help, you know, women going through that is so powerful. So I just acknowledge you for that wonderful platform that you're creating. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's a very underserved area for sure. So, yeah. Um, so let's kind of dive right in. You know, the whole purpose of the show is to let women everywhere know that they are not alone. And we all know that there are certain times where we face challenges and obstacles. And it's easy for people to just tell us, oh, just keep pushing through. But many times in those moments, it's hard to just keep showing up, even though we know we have to. Can you think about a time in your life where you went through a particularly rough challenge and you had to keep showing up even when you didn't want to? Yeah, yes, for sure. Well, the the thing that obviously comes first to my mind is when I um, had the loss of my twin girls who were stillborn. I had two little boys. They were two and five. And um, got the news that we were having twin girls. We were so excited about this grand finale to our family and got 32 weeks in, was starting to get things ready to go. And all of a sudden there was no heartbeats. So went through, you know, a, an unthinkable time of the delivery and, you know, everything that goes after it. And it rocked my world. And, you know, and then I had these children that needed their mother and this husband who wanted his wife to be normal again. And it just was a really, really hard time because I was a businesswoman. I owned a salon. I had to go back to work and repeat this story day after day after day to people who really just were looking to me to be exactly who I was before because they wanted me to feel good again. And I just couldn't. So I think that that was definitely the time 
where I, I just lost myself for a long time. I stuffed it down. I just was like, okay, I need to, I need to pull it together for everyone else in my life. And then at some point I realized, okay, this is not, I I don't even recognize myself anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do, but things were starting to, things were really just starting to crumble. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was afraid to dream about the future Ah, because I've dreamed about the future before and I saw what happened. It didn't work out. So I was very cautious. And when you're in business and you own a business and you have employees counting on you to be the driver, Mm -hmm. you can't be cautious. You have to be a little bit fearless. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was taking a toll on my business. My marriage was, you know, we were just going day to day, but not really, again, making plans much for the future. I was trying to preserve every minute of what I had. Mm-hmm. with my family and my children as they were because I was so scared of what might come right if I, if I didn't hang oh. on tight yeah so and... many powerful things that you know you're talking of and before we go any further I just want to kind of yeah. bring back a couple of things as one you know this idea because I know when I go to my stylist I am I'm expecting her to make me laugh and to be there for me and you know never really thought about it from the fact that you had to relive this again each and every day because they wanted to hear about it because they knew about it and they wanted to be there. And that's a whole other, you know, level of doing that. And again, this concept of being afraid for the future, you know, being afraid to, to live forward because it was taken from you. Your future was taken from you in a moment. So what were some of the things that you did in those moments? Like, how did you even get out of bed? Because you had to, I mean, you still had these other two children and a business. Like, how did you even force yourself to get up and get going? Yeah. I mean, it was really out of necessity. And there were lots of days when I would lay there and think if I didn't have these kids getting me up, I would not be getting up. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely out of necessity and I, I think half necessity and half trying to feel like well, this is what I have to do to to try to get back to normal. You know, everything and it's a lot of my with the work that I do with my clients too is they so desperately want that back to normal feeling. And I think what I would love for everyone to know is you're never going to be back to normal. Mm-hmm. But you you know, if you have any kind of life altering event, you're never going to be back to normal or back to yourself. But it is possible to recreate who you are and, you know, and then later on, you know, be even better. But yeah, I think just. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful because, you know, people can experience different kinds of loss and, you know, whether it's a divorce or the death or, you know, whatever it may be. And I love what you say that. And I think that's a really powerful word because you will never be back because it's impossible. You know, it's impossible to do that. There is an alteration inside of you. So you will never be able. But I love what you're saying that you have to sort of create a new normal, you know, a new version. And so what were some of the things that, you know, you did to help you to start the forward momentum in creating this new normal for yourself and this new identity? Well, the thing that instantly comes to mind is I then had another baby because... 
you know, that that will certainly cure everything. Right. And what I realized was that it didn't it didn't take away my grief. It didn't cover up anything. It did bring me joy for sure. But um, yeah, but it didn't so fix it. It, that, it the didn't past know. still happened. It didn't cover it up and say, no. oh, well, we're just done with that. And I think, again, no. regardless of the loss, you could jump into a new relationship. You can do these things. But you have to still grieve because that loss is still a loss. Yes, yes, 100%. And so, so I did, you know, I had this new baby and it, in, but yet you're still grieving and you're still doing all these things. And then I happened upon a business, I hired a business coach. And she also was a life coach who taught me that it's okay to feel what you're feeling, which was something completely, completely new to me because, you know, I, I grew up in the house in the seventies where the mom was like, stop crying. You're going to you know, give you something to cry about, or, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, or you have to, you have to just figure it out be and nice yeah. to everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, you don't worry about your feelings. You worry about theirs. And so it, that was such a, an insane right. concept for me to like sit in ickiness and sit in grief and sit in sadness. But I started to do it. I started to do it. And that's when things really started to shift for me is when I did allow myself to feel the feelings because I could feel the grief, but then I still could feel the joy. And I allowed myself the joy because the Again, I wasn't allowing myself the joy because I was too scared it was going to disappear. Yeah. Do you think that um, a lot of women, you know, are going through that same thing where asking for help, showing our feelings, showing that vulnerability that we sort of have this internal dialogue of its weakness. And so we we try to avoid it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, my goodness, you know, people don't want to see you cry. And especially I think, you know, in my in my career, I had eight to 10 different people in the course of a day. They mm-hmm. did not want to see me cry eight to 10 times, you know, and I didn't want to cry to eight to 10 times a day. So I so I, yeah, just painted on this persona. And yeah. I think we get we almost convince ourselves that that's what, who we are and what we can do. Yeah. And I think, again, there there is beauty in leaning into the grief. And as hard as it is, you got to feel what you feel, because, again, it's the only way to work through it. And again, it's never going to go away. And I, I don't know if this is the right word, but you learn kind of a level, I guess, of accepting that it happened and being able to hold that space still for it and still allow yourself to go into your new space. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. how did how did all of this affect your current family? Because again, you know, the, the mom tends to be the center of the household, you know, and I guarantee that they felt it too. So what were some of the other things that you saw in how it affected those around you? Yeah. Um, I think it just really, it made us very aware that you may not get to keep things forever, mm-hmm. keep people forever. Um, it turned me into an exceptionally fierce mama. 
I, you know, I really probably there were times in my marriage when I that, you know, wasn't favorable because I was so ingrained in my children and their lives and their safety and their, you know, their well-being that I kind of put my marriage on the back burner. But luckily, my husband is incredibly understanding and kind and he stuck in there with me and we we figured it out. But it yeah, I think it does change your dynamic. I also my my mother lost a baby at full term before me. So she very much um so it was it was something that I grew up with even, you know, this knowledge of baby loss and um how real it how real it is. So I do you know, I'm hoping that my children appreciated that they that they did have a mother who was so, you know, thankful for their lives and and really was involved in every minute of it. So I want to ask a question from uh, the other side of the coin, because mm-hmm. when you go through loss, others want to be there for you, but they sometimes mm-hmm don't know what to do, what to say. I know that when I was pregnant with my son, one of my coworkers was also pregnant and we were due within about two weeks of each other. And Nicholas was born. Everything went great. Her child was stillborn. And, you know, and I see this because I am in a position where, you know, I'm fortunate. I haven't lost my parents. Both my parents are still alive. You know, even though I've gone through a divorce, but from an outside perspective, you know, can you give us some advice if you are coming across a friend, a coworker, a family member who is going through loss? What are some of the best things that we can do to be there for them and also do it with sincerity and genuineness? Mm, yeah, that's so thank you so much for this question, because I I think it's just something again, it's so uncomfortable for everyone and no one knows what to do. And so sometimes you say things that feel like they should be helpful, but really aren't on the receiving end. So my advice is please don't say anything that starts with at least. The minute you say at least, it minimizes everything. And, you know, at least you can get pregnant again. At least you're still young. At least you have other children, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So please try to avoid that. I think right now the best thing to do is to send a text. I'm bringing dinner. What night would be best? I'm dropping off a bag of groceries. Are you going to be home? Um, I'm thinking of you. And if you know the baby's name, if the baby had a name, name the baby. Because that, you know, to us, to us, our babies are just as important as our living children and they have names. Mm -hmm. And when you can use their names, that means everything to a lost mom. And whether it's been three months or 10 years, you can text that person and say, you know, I was just thinking about you and, Mm -hmm. you know, the baby today. And I just wanted to know that you're, you know, you're doing great, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. just really, that's all they need. They don't need anything else. They don't even know what they need. They're just trying to breathe. Right. And I love the idea of, you know, don't call them and ask them, is there anything you need or what can I do? Because they don't even know. It's just the, 
I'm dropping off groceries. I'm bringing by dinner. And again, just taking care of it for them. Yep. Because they don't know what they need. No right. one ever imagines what you would need in in this situation. So, yeah. And again, I think that transpires into, again, anything. Again, the loss of a family member, you know, just, you know, they're in the thick of it. And I love the idea of don't ask them, you know, the at least. I think that that's I, that's kind of a go to for so many people. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I think people say it with the intention, but the receiving of it is is not there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not yeah. helpful. Wow. So what would be maybe, you know, if somebody is going through, you know, loss, whether it's the loss of, you know, a child or whatever it may be, what would you say are some things, some good starting points for them on their healing process? I think one's different. So I know it's hard to say one thing is different, but for your experience, what would you say are some of the things that you have found help a lot of your clients? Yeah, I think the, and I, and again, this can go for any death mm-hmm. is the most important thing is to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Because if you, le- if you lose a, you know, 90 year old grandparent, we're all going to get together at dinner and we're going to laugh and we're going to reminisce and talk about it. But no one does that with babies. No one does that with babies. So yes, whatever stage of grief, you know, your, your lost person was talk about them. It, that is the most healing thing is to, you know, even just, just find a person or a few people that are really safe that will just listen and talk to you about them. Because I think also in another way, that's a way of honoring them, you know, whether again, they were zero days old or 102 days old. It's again, yes. it's the honoring of them. So that's a great one. What would be another maybe idea that you have for them? Um, I think to um, be willing to be willing to have celebrations. Mm-hmm. I think especially the, the younger moms now you know, they're, they're a little bolder maybe than, than I was in my day or certainly my mother was, you know, so let them, let them display some pictures, Mm -hmm. you know, let them have a birthday party if they want to. And I I think sometimes I, what I know in my community is lots of times they'll get some feedback from their, you know, from someone else that's like, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing that. That makes it too awkward or uncomfortable. And, and, you know, it's, it's no different. So let them do it. Another thing I would like to ask about, and this might be a a deeper question, um, this concept of shame, because I think when we experience loss, we internalize it and feel shame again. Did I do something wrong to my Mm -hmm. body that caused this baby to not make it? What did I do in my marriage that caused this marriage to end? If a parent dies, why wasn't I there more for them? I think that we, internalize it and you know what what are some thoughts you have around that and if you could speak to that Mm -hmm. well this is a huge this is a huge topic because there is one person responsible for growing and carrying this baby before it's born and it's you so often when things go wrong that is that is the person you turn to to blame for everything what did i do my body failed me. My body's betrayed me. Um, yeah, that's, it's very, it's very hard to deal with that, but I encourage my clients really just be 
talk to your doctor. There's so many unexplained losses with baby loss. Chances are your body, your body was perfect for what your baby needed. And there are so many unexplained reasons why it, why it didn't, you know, come to be, but it's not your fault. And I think that again, it's that part of, you know, the acknowledgement, but the, the sort of the surrendering and just, yeah. And being like, okay, it's, this is what happened. And again, let's let's face it, let's talk about it. Um, but holding that space for yourself as well. So, well, you know, Jennifer, again, the, the platform that you're creating for such a sacred space is important because I don't think enough people are talking about it because I think, you know, it's a very personal thing and not everyone goes through it. So I don't think that there are enough outlets. So I love what you are doing. And I just, again, encourage anybody to reach out to you, whether they are going through it or, you know, know of somebody that can be there. I also know that, you know, you're just starting, you know, your, your star is rising and there's so much more. What is next for you? So what's next for me is I'm, I'm creating, um, just some different ways that people can get the support that they need. So I do have a private Facebook group. I, um, do private one-on-one coaching. I'm launching a Voxer coaching for those who don't love to, you know, to, to be live in person. So yeah, so I'm just really just trying to make it accessible for women to get the help they need, no matter what stage or how, you know, how long it's been and, and worth what they're feeling. Yeah. Love it. So we're going to put all of your contact information in the show notes, but if you just had to say, what is one place where if anybody wanted to find you quickly, what is the best place for them to search for you? The best place would be my website. It's just jennifersen.com. Um, that, that has all of, all of everything. I have a lot of free resources there, um, and ways to contact me. Beautiful. Excellent. And as we wrap all this up, you know, we covered so many topics, the idea of, again, acknowledging and honoring where you are, the idea of not being afraid to share your true feelings and that it's, it's okay to, to move forward, that you don't have to let go and ignore the past and still be able to move forward. But in closing, is there any last words or one last kind of statement that you would like to leave with our listeners? Mm, I think it's what you said at the beginning, what you're creating for your, for your listeners is you're not alone. You know, no matter what you've gone through, there is someone who can walk with you through it and can show you the way. And I know when I first experienced my loss, that's all I wanted was to find someone who had been through it that could tell me it was going to be okay. And that's really what I'm trying to do for, for others. And I know you are too. So. I love that. So, and it will, again, we have to seek each other out and again, know that we're not alone and it will be okay. doesn't mean it's going to be easy getting there, but it will be okay. So. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your time with us. And for all of you out there listening and following, again, please reach out to Jennifer. Please keep her information because you might run into that other woman who really just needs to be able to have that connection and know that she's not alone as well. So thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Working Women's Channel, where we are talking about how we keep going forward and how as women, we are so much stronger when we come together. So thanks for joining. I'm Clara Capano, and I'll catch you next time. 